The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Can we have one of these celebrations soon? You're admiring the Chiefs victory oh, so parade. Good. So good. Remembering your times back in Patrick January Mahomes. of 86. Yeah, exactly. right? Pat- I mean, this is all on tape, but Patrick Mahomes has his goggles on sideways. His He's several cores lights. A man after your own heart. Uh, just, it's fantastic. You know what I'm a huge sucker for? The... Uh, overhead shots of the rallies with the size of the, the crowd, sea of whatever yeah. the the color of the oh, team is. Awesome. Oh, it's unbelievable! Well, they know what they're doing as well because they've done this before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I wonder what you know. And Bears fans, we've got some news for you too. If you missed it, the Bears released a letter regarding the closing of the Arlington Park property. I'll share with you details in just a moment. But since we're on the topic of the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm curious to know what they will do with Orlando Brown, who is a free agent, and he's a name that a lot of Bears fans have been very interested in. He was, listen, I know you're kind of shrugging it off, but but if he makes it to free agency, you can't just ignore no, I, a I, left tackle who no, I know. is more than serviceable. No, no, no doubt. My, no, I'm kind of, my, my response is, is I find it hard to believe that they would allow this offensive line yeah. that kept the, the Eagles off of their quarterback yeah. completely allow them to disperse. So, and again, like I'm... I, that field certainly helped an offensive line, both offensive lines. Yeah. So the pass rush from the Chiefs and from the, the Eagles, I think, was, was harmed by the, the field conditions. But they both had to play on it. So don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting to you the only reason why the, the Chiefs were able to beat the Eagles was because of the field conditions. But I do believe that there was a decided advantage to the offensive line for both teams under those circumstances. Now, with that said... I thought they they were fantastic throughout the playoffs. Yeah. So even if Orlando Brown did not grade out as one of the top left tackles in football, and I think that there were some pretty average grades on him this year, weren't there in PFF and other places? I think, though, from what I've read, a lot of scouting services had him one of the higher-graded tackles, left tackles, over the course of like the final, the second half of the season. Okay. So I do know he was markedly improved as the season progressed. Yeah. So I mean, if he, however he graded out, I find it hard to believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to allow the left tackle that was protecting the MVP yeah. of the league to go via free agency. I don't know how you get him. I mean, I don't know what their cap situation so, yeah. is. I you could franchise him. Yes. If they franchise him, it would, the left tackle number is $20 million. So that's a very, you know, workable number for I would think so for the Chiefs. Um, so maybe they can't work out a long term deal, but you'd think they'd try and keep him. Did in they, place. they traded for him? Right? They did. Wasn't he with Baltimore? Yes, he was indeed. They traded a late first round pick for him, and obviously it turned out to be a good trade for them. And now he's reaching free agency. I just find it hard to believe that they'll let him go. Yeah, but conversely, on the other side of the uh, side of the offensive line. Andrew Wiley, the right tackle, is also a free agent. Now, yeah. he's not as highly regarded as Orlando Brown, but he's still a good tackle as you well. May be, so. You may have to choose exactly. between one or the other. I'm going to go with the left tackle versus the right tackle in this situation, unless you believe your right tackle can flip to the left side 
in the event that you left your you yeah. let your left tackle go and he could actually man that spot as well or better. And I don't think that's the case. Either way, though, I bring them up because as members of the Chiefs, Ryan Poles probably has a very strong opinion on, on both players. So think, Yes, no doubt. But think about this as well. Like, they didn't pay Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with J- Juju Smith-Schuster. He was a one-year deal oh, guy. Kadarius would... Tony's on a rookie contract. Yep. They added, you know, you got Hardman who's going to come back. He missed the Super Bowl because of Is injury. Is Hardman a free agent? I'm I'm not sure. I think he might be, uh, or he's very close. He might have one year left. Either way, the point is, is that like you have not spent all of your money in other spots. So maybe they have the resources. Again, since they didn't pay Tyreek Hill, maybe they have the resources to to ultimately sign both of their offensive tackles. I don't know. We'll see though. It looks like uh, Hartman will be a free agent. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah. So they've got quite a few free agents, but. As long as and and listen, even if they re-sign Hardman, this isn't going to be a deal that's you know Mahomes Kelsey. Don't take this conversation being had by Waddle and Meller as disrespect, saying no. that we don't believe you're Good going point. to make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl. This is just us having a conversation exactly. about how it could affect the Bears and their free agent. My plans. point to you is more than anything is is that maybe they they look at their situation and say as long as Patrick is protected, yes. He can make those receivers better. Absolutely. As opposed to having Patrick running for his life the way he was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his couple of Super Bowls earlier and had all of the fantastic wide receivers. So, you know, I, I tend to agree with that philosophy. When you have the MVP at the quarterback position, for my liking, the most important thing to do is make sure you give him enough time because he'll make some of those receivers even better. This is... Clearly the start of a very important offseason for the Bears. We've been over that time and time again. Today, we got more important news from the Chicago Bears as they released an open letter regarding the closing on Arlington Park property. Last fall, we released an open letter confirming the team had reached an agreement for, for the purchase of, I'm sorry, for the purpose of acquiring 326 acres of property in Arlington Heights to secure the potential of beginning a new and exciting chapter for the Bears. Our fans, the Chicagoland community, and the state of Illinois. This week, we took another step toward realizing that vision by closing on the Arlington Park property. Finalizing the purchase does not guarantee the land will be developed, but it is an important next step in our ongoing evaluation of the property. There is still a tremendous amount of due diligence work to be done to determine if constructing an enclosed state-of-the-art stadium and multi-purpose entertainment district is feasible. Uh, plenty more in this statement than it goes on to say, though, that the Bears will continue to work closely alongside the village of Arlington Heights, surrounding municipalities and their residents to solicit extensive feedback on how we can best benefit local communities and Bears fans across Illinois. This planning will include a robust, robust diversity, equity and inclusion program that prioritizes local hiring throughout every stage of the development. We have publicly stated and repeat here again if we construct a state-of-the-art stadium, we will not seek taxpayer funds locally or otherwise for the structure. If we proceed, however, this project would require assistance to ensure feasibility, including our securing property tax certainty and support for the infrastructure commensurate with the public benefits the project will yield to the region. They're looking for some tax breaks. Yes, but not public funds. Or so they say, yes. I mean, I, look, I hope that that's the case. I'm sure there will be some public funding whether it's in some of the infrastructure in the area or other things. I mean, 
I think that there will also be a significant amount of private funding for sure. But I find it hard to believe that this project, which will be substantial, won't have some public funding to it. Yes, they called it. At and it one may come in the, in the form of tax breaks or, you know, there are certainly details that will be released going forward for sure. But one sentence that did stand out, should we proceed, the development of the Arlington Heights property would be one of the largest mega projects in Midwest history. Which is, to me, I'm excited about what this can be, the, the potential of this. As excited as I am what the, the actual product on the field can be in the next couple of years with all of the resources they have at their disposal, different types of resources are at their disposal for making one of these fantastic, um, you know, not only stadiums, but just centers for activity. Final Fours, concerts, you know, other... It'll be a destination site for a number of reasons, and I think it's a great business decision on their behalf, and I think it'll be great for the fan base. Some won't want to leave downtown Chicago. Some feel strongly about keeping their home at Soldier Field. I have to believe the fairly significant majority are in favor of a brand-new project like this in the suburbs. Key phrase here, enclosed state-of-the-art stadium and multi-purpose entertainment district is feasible and i think that that would that that would go over well with their current quarterback yes as he actually gave us a little bit of insights earlier today on part of my take with barstool big cat who you hear who you heard yesterday you hear him every tuesday at four o'clock on the waddle and sylvie show he uh he was joined by justin fields and uh fields talked about playing in cold weather thing is about that weather is like when when it's that cold you have to bumble bundle up like put a bunch of layers on and stuff like that and your body's cold so you're not warmed up so i feel like way slower in that cold weather so it's tough but uh yeah i mean you know you of course want to try to stay warm on the sideline and stuff like that but i mean it's hard to stay warm in that weather warm-ups and stuff like that your hands freezing up so it's it's tough we're going to clip that and just send it to anyone who says that we shouldn't move to arlington heights yeah yeah i I hope we just get a dome i don't don't care if we're at soldier field i don't care if we're in arlington heights I, i i hope we get a dome on there's your quarterback. Now, will he be the quarterback when this stadium Well, that was my opens? question, yeah. And I was playing the analytics game. And we don't know when the, when the project potentially could be finalized. But I think what you heard, I, I think that there's no doubt that in a controlled environment, Justin is going to feel more comfortable and more athletic. Absolutely. Now, the question is, will he be the guy, though, when conservatively, I think when this stadium opens in six or seven years, and again, I think that's a conservative you know, time frame, but realistic probably based on the news we've gotten today and what we've looked at some of the previous. I would say just guessing, just throwing a dart. Yep. The 2030 season. Yes. That, I mean, like, so you got 2023, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 20. That's seven years, right? Mm-hmm. Did I count right? Is that seven years? Seven football seasons. Seven yeah. football seasons. Maybe you think I'm being overly conservative with that thought, but I think that that would be. And so maybe, it, like, maybe you get aggressive, and maybe they actually okay, do six. get it done we'll in do 29, six. right? Like, maybe, okay. they, maybe they get it done in 29. Nevertheless, though, I don't we've had several people called in the construction business that said, "Look, you can work year round. You know, you can do different things year round. You can keep this project going year round. Isn't that right?" Yeah, Tyler. Not, yeah, they said weather won't be a, an well, impediment for these okay. construction workers. Boy, that seems hard, doesn't it, to believe that you could build a stadium of that magnitude in this weather as quickly as you could out in Los Angeles or in another more moderate climate? But look, again, I don't. I'm not a builder. 
They're the ones surviving bear weather for us to build this stadium. So that we never have to step foot in bear weather and play exactly. football in bear weather ever again. Exactly. Do you so doesn't matter. For me, six or seven years, if I feel fairly comfortable that that won't be the difference. If the Bears open their new stadium in Arlington Heights in 2029 or 2030, either way, I think if Justin Fields is the quarterback in 29, there's a very, very high likelihood that he will be their starting quarterback in 2030 as well. Because at that point, if he's still your quarterback, he has signed well, the yeah, second. Well, yeah, I mean, look. It so is- I'm not, you know, I don't want to get caught up in the semantics here. Of 29 versus 30. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I just asked the question, you know. And you're, and you're. If, in fact, the stadium opens in 2030, is Justin Fields going to be your quarterback at that time? Will Justin Fields take a snap as your quarterback? Just thought that was an interesting question for mm-hmm. the two of us to, to kind of kick around. And, and I said to you, nothing emotionally attached to it. I just asked you, what would the analytics tell you? Yes, the probability of a now 23-year-old quarterback still being, you know, just take any quarterback, still being the starting quarterback for that same team seven years later is not very high. That's all I was saying. And so, you know, if you're playing the probabilities, the bet would be no, uh, that Justin Fields is the starting quarterback when the Bears open a new stadium. However... I do think if some don't believe that he'll be the starting or should be the starting quarterback for the team next year when they kick things off at Soldier Field. Listen, personally, I would take Bryce Young if I was Chicago. I don't think that's going to be the decision that they make. I think they're going to move back and and take advantage of the fact that you you have Houston at two, Indianapolis at four, Las Vegas at seven, uh, seven, I believe, Carolina at nine. There's a bunch of teams that want to move up. How far back do they move? We'll find out. But I, I would do it because I, I would want Bryce Young because I think he's an upgrade over Justin Fields, and I want his rookie contract so I have five years. But- that is Todd McShay on Get Up earlier this morning as now, they Todd were discussing. McShay, yes, Todd McShay said to you he doesn't believe the Bears will do that. Correct. That's what he would do. Correct. And he made that assessment. It was his opinion because he thinks – that Bryce Young is a mini Mahomes, a mini Patrick Mahomes. By mini, I mean a smaller version. Yes. Because many believe he will check in at less than six feet tall and maybe under 200 pounds, uh, which scares the hell out of me, and it's not something that I would be interested in with the number one overall selection. You might be more, if they didn't already have Justin Fields on the roster, you'd be more interested in the idea of moving forward with Bryce Young, right? Or, or would you just from size I'd still alone? Be, would I'd you still be, be more concerned. On the will, would you be you'd be concerned? But would you be more interested in drafting Bryce Young if you didn't have Justin Fields on the roster? <sighs> I, or would you already be like looking at Levis? I, it would be more of a it would be more of a consideration for yeah. me. Levis is I, I mean I'm not a again I am not a college football expert. Uh, Levis is I, I would be more inclined to look at C.J. Stroud than I would well, Levis, Levis in this situation. If I had the number one overall selection and I didn't have Justin Fields, would I be interested in Bryce Young? Yeah, but I'd be concerned as hell that his size at five foot eleven and one hundred and ninety pounds—it's it, boy—that's asking a lot of a of a young man at that size to play that position at a high level for an extended period of time. That would scare me. There's but, no question. But we are both in agreement that if Ryan Poles shares. Todd McShay's sentiments on Bryce Young. No doubt. He should make that he needs decision. to go ahead and select Bryce I'm adamant Young. about that. I'm adamant about I wouldn't trade Justin for one of these quarterbacks. 
if 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 Trevor Lawrence was there or somebody else, I may entertain that thought. But I had Trevor Lawrence as the number one quarterback in their class and Justin second. I think that, that you could you could talk to me about that and moving forward with that situation. But in this particular draft, I, I don't believe that the three guys, or even four, because Anthony Richardson from, from, the, from uh, Florida is, yep. is, in, is in everyone's mock as a first-round pick as well. I don't believe any of the four are a better option than Justin with our team. I just don't. So I wouldn't make the trade. I'd make the trade for more assets and, and try to build around Justin. And again... That's with the understanding that Justin's got to improve the same way that they've got to improve the team around him. Um, but I wouldn't take that path. But you and I have had this discussion a number of times, and I said this last week, and I've said this for weeks you know, on end. If, if Ryan Poles comes to the same conclusion that Todd McShay had come to, mm-hmm. then you have to make that move. You have to move on from Justin and draft Bryce Young, if in fact that's how you feel. You can't make decisions based on how you think a fan base will react or how you feel your job security will be affected or you go on the clock faster. If you decide to move on from Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young, well, then you are on the clock immediately. Look, you can't make you can't make decisions based on that criteria. So if you're Ryan Poles and you feel the way that Todd McShay feels, then you've got to act on that. I don't think they will. It's not what I would do. Yeah, but I would be I would be adamant about I, him doing what is in his heart and in his head. I tend to believe too, based on what we've heard from Ryan Poles, that they're convinced that Justin Fields is worth building around and moving forward with. And two, we've talked with Field Yates a few times now, and he's somebody who is pretty plugged in when it comes to Ryan Poles. And so when Field Yates tell you that tells you that the Bears inside that. Uh, organization they believe in Justin Fields that has a lot of weight. Yeah, I, I agree with that me. too. Like, listen, unless you have FOMO with regard to one of the quarterbacks in this draft, what's the rush? Like, honestly, yes. So, I mean, the the truth is, is you're you're going to acquire more assets. You're going to build your team. You got to get better on your offensive line. You got to get better on your defensive line. You got to add a lot of pieces that will help build a better franchise. And for whatever, you don't have to make a decision on giving Justin a contract extension until after next year. Yeah. So you have time to see how Justin adjusts to better talent around him. So, like, you've got the luxury uh, of time as well in this situation if you're Ryan Poles. And there are many people that believe that the quarterbacks the following year, whether it's Caleb Williams or or others, may be better at the top of of the draft. Now, you may not have the draft currency at that point to move up and get him, but... I mean, I, I, I don't think that... I think the Caleb Williams draft is interesting, too, because... If you trade the number one overall pick and give you a chance to explore Justin Fields for another year, let Luke Getze build up that, you know, put some better pieces around him and hopefully watch him play better in the passing game. And if and then at that point, if he, if he hasn't made enough steps, you have, you know, a, a larger body, body of work and you can say, okay, you know what? We have done enough homework here with him where we think that it's not going to be you know, good enough to compete and, you know, win a Super Bowl with him. Well, at that point, you have traded, theoretically, in this situation, the first overall pick. You've garnered an additional. I, I, 
I expect them to get another first round pick back next season, right? I and would so think so. You would you have you have given yourself built up enough capital. Whereas if you want to try and go up and trade for somebody like a Caleb Williams, you give yourself an opportunity to do so after also having given yourself an extra opportunity with Justin Fields. Now Caleb Williams may go out and ball out next year and put himself in a position where nobody will trade away that first overall pick if they land it. But I think Justin Fields has shown you enough as as an organization where you feel comfortable giving him this year. And to your point, Bryce Young, he's got enough question marks surrounding him where I don't I McShay's really going out there by saying, you know, calling him a mini Mahomes. That's 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 quite an endorsement. Yeah, I mean, look, and there are others out there. I've heard, I've heard Tannenbaum and 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 Colin Coward. I, I saw today mm-hmm. they take the different approach. They don't think that Justin's been good enough, despite the limited, you know, talent around him, to not consider pivoting and going in another direction. And and I just I I, I don't think there's enough evidence on that front either. So I look, I think when all is said and done, and this is all conjecture and this is all speculation, and this is what we're going to do. As the offseason begins and the combine arrives and then the draft is here, I think what's going to happen is is they're going to take that, that number one overall selection. They're going to leverage it for as much as they can. They're going to try and build this team inside out for the most part. They're going to try to fortify their offensive and defensive lines. They're also going to try to acquire more talent out on the edge. But I think that their focus is going to be on the interior on both sides of the football and make a better team. And maybe, look, they've come from the, – the, the, Ryan Poles is from Kansas City, and Sylvie was talking about this last week. Ian Cunningham is from the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, there, is some, there are some positive, you know, examples of how to build, build football teams that they can reference. So I think that they're going to try to get better with as many picks and as much money as they have to spend on the offensive and defensive lines. They'll try to get better uh, out on the edge as well, and they're going to try and build this team. You know, that will last over the course of time. And and I think in a lot of ways, they'll look at what the Philadelphia Eagles did surrounding Jalen Hurts. You and I both thought that Jalen Hurts last year didn't leave you very optimistic about, you know, what we saw this year. Like, I think we were both surprised by how, how much progress yeah. that he made and how good he was at the end of this year. Yeah, it was. It, I was surprised at the end of... Uh... After they were eliminated by the Bucks in the fashion that they were, where the Bucks were not concerned about Jalen Hurts the passer, I was very surprised the way this season played out. And then on the biggest stage to watch Hurts play as well as he did in the Super Bowl, um, I did not think yeah. I would feel this way about Jalen Hurts entering next season. That uh, well, the way we ended the previous season. Look, I, I like I appreciate Todd McShay's conviction with regard to to Bryce Young the player. And I bet if you put on the film and you watch every play, you will be as enamored with his decision-making and his processing that Todd is. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the same confidence that physically yeah, he'll be able to withstand all of the pounding that will take place over the course of a 17-game and potentially sooner rather than later, an 18-game regular season in the NFL. And I would say, too, I would suggest that I think that's a fair criticism. And if you're Todd McShay, you're kind of just – crossing your fingers and hoping he can hold up. I don't know how anybody... He even references it in his evaluation that, listen, the knock on him is he's going to be too small. That's a big knock. Oh, I would say so. Plenty more to talk about. I see lots of callers who want to discuss that. The Bears closing their purchase agreement with Arlington Park on the property there. And Jake Cantu is a producer in with us today. 
what did he do that produced a WTF moment earlier today? We'll let you know next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Let's go. New Bears Stadium on the way. I, that, be- is, that has me excited. It does. I never doubted it. I'm not gonna lie. No. Once, once they, once they came to the yes. purchase agreement. Yeah. It they, just make to me. It's like a no brainer on so many fronts. Yeah. It's the right business decision. It's the right, you know, it's the right route for all the fans involved. I mean, this is a win, 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 win for everybody, in my opinion. And the uh, a spokesman from the city of Chicago, the mayor's spokesman. You know, they were. They had a counter statement that obviously didn't really say much. Today's news about the closure of the Bears option in Arlington Heights has been anticipated for some time. Nonetheless, all of us diehard Bears fans, the mayor included, no one believed that the Chicago Bears should remain in Chicago. So now that the land deal has closed, we have an even better opportunity to continue making the business case as to why the Bears should remain in Chicago and why adaptions to Soldier Field can meet and exceed all the Bears' future needs. There is simply no doubt that the economic benefits for the team of staying in a reimagined soldier field significantly outweigh those gained in a move to the suburbs. Due to the Bears' legal restrictions in the pre-purchase phase, the city was unable to engage in direct negotiations with the Bears while the land was under contract. Now that the deal has been completed, we look forward to negotiating and convincing the Bears that the team's best future remains in our beloved city of Chicago. Stop. Don't believe that. Listen. Rehab the facility. Rehab. Find new revenue streams. That's mm-hmm. all great. Focus on things that will be beneficial to the city and the and the citizens of this great city. But just take the Bears' name out of your mouth and 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 don't even worry about them. I don't know if y'all saw too. In the second paragraph, soldiers actually misspelled. <laughs> no, yeah. did it? In the second I paragraph, I did not. I was just reading. Solider Field. Oh boy. Yes, they got that one out quick. Too quick. Oh boy. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, uh, again, like the projects, you know, pr- that that video that they produced was fabulous. You d- use it as a a you know a a multi event arena to mm-hmm. produce revenue for the city. Just stop stop talking to the Bears or about the Bears on this front. They're they're done. It's over. By the way, the move vo- on. The voice you heard correcting us with uh, Solidar, not Soldier Field, was Jake Cantu, who produced a legitimate WTF moment from our director of content, Danny Zetterman, earlier today. When Jake walked into uh, the Waddle and Sylvie office as we were getting set, to, uh, getting set to conduct the pre-show fist fight, Jake, what are you wearing, my good friend? What is that? that I'm uh, just wearing, first of all, it's Cubs, Chicago-themed. It's a denim jacket. It's I just was, a denim jacket. I was like surprised. At the heart and core of it is a denim jacket with the Cubs logo on the left corner. And then on the back, Chicago, you know, written in the back. I, I was surprised that there was, any, there was any reference to it as all. As someone who basically wears a uniform. Yeah. Like a, a Bears uh, 
pull what, what would you call uh, the Bears zip up? I just uh, like a, a yeah. free Bears alumni jacket. Mm-hmm. I'm usually wearing like Nike golf pants because they're more comfortable. Today mm-hmm. I got jeans on. Yeah, a pair of you know white sneakers. A hat that's, I mean, I'm actually underneath my zip-up, I've got an ESPN 1000, you know, half zip, quarter zip, whatever you call it. Like, I'm, I'm not wearing the most fashionable stuff to work every day. Jake, I think that's fine. I appreciate I mean, I think, it, too. I yeah. think denim, jean, you know, the, the de- jean jacket era never goes away. Someone had my back in the meeting, and then yeah. Danny's just coming at me. I think everyone had your back in the meeting, yeah. and Danny was like, oh, what, what is he wearing? Uh, yeah, he was, for, was... For a man who was about to wear a, a black suit to a, a wedding a couple of years ago, I, oh, I had to talk him out of that's that. That's right. Uh, I was... the. I have to admit, I would not wear a jean jacket... That's a me problem, not a Jake problem. I just I and I don't have a jean jacket any mm-hmm. longer. I did years and years ago, but I'm not going to give Jake hell for mm-hmm. wearing a Cubs themed jean jacket. Neither am I, but I will admit I did ask him initially if he purchased the jean jacket off of Etsy because the Cubs logo it it, it I think it's MLB licensed, but I, it does a starter. It's got yeah, a, this, it's a starter jacket. I yeah. found the actual listing. It's still up, but it's sold out. Obviously, this was back in 2017 when the, I got the, it. The truth is, is <laughs> you may have you may have a collector's item which is worth significant. It's true. Well, the tags are of off. Money. The tags are off. So it's a starter black label. If that makes a difference, too. I don't know what that means. By the way, Jake is always dressed like this when he comes in. Danny acted like this was some sort of new revelation. I guarantee you Jake has worn that in front of Danny before yeah. as well. I just the, Yeah, the denim jacket I just for me thought is... it was an odd conversation in general. Like, <laughs> he was wear whatever you want. Danny Somebody was... wears pajama pants every day to work, and they're fine. I'll admit, I think the, the the sweatpants denim jacket combination is kind of what threw me off. Oh, because he's got he's the sweats. Got, he's got the not sweats only does he working. have sweats. I will say he's got the sweats that have like the uh, the band, the elastic band around the bottom. Mm-hmm. Little taper. Little taper. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I will say too. Different. It is my uh, and I said it in the meeting as well. It's my Wolf of Wall Street look <laughs> when he has to go to the country club. Right, and he has the gray sweatpants. He has yeah. the Air Forces on, the denim button up. But I did, I did a jacket. We live in Chicago. I did a jacket. Did you bring your white Lamborghini to work today? I today wish as well. <laughs> I wish. Packed your ludes. Yeah. <laughs> crawled out of the crawled out of the driver's seat. Here's the thing. Why have we as a society we, we're more apt to point out and be appalled when someone is dressed up mm-hmm. as opposed to when someone is dressed down? Like, oh, it's a great question, Tyler. I, I well. I like guess why, why co- does this co- happen? COVID and the the Zoom era that we are now living in, I think, has ushered in a a shamefulness when you tr- when you try and dress up at all. And any, I can't tell you if I wear a button. Yeah, I was just going to bring that shirt, up. Yeah. Oh, I mention it to you all the time. I, I but I going? say, hey, you, you going, look Jeff? great. You going you going clubbing? I I I choose comfort over fashion ninety nine times out of a hundred these days. Could when be my age. The button, the button-up shirts I wear though are always very comfortable. I, I try not to buy uncomfortable apparel anymore. I have a, I have like three shirts. I think. I think the brand is Buttercloth. Like mm-hmm. they feel like butter on your skin. There you go. See, so that, very you can get a nice, a nice looking uh, or a nice feeling yeah. uh, button-up. I, I the, the shirts I usually buy are WRK, 
and they're very comfy. I'll have to let oh, you, you come in and I feel try like them on. Almost I'm going to come in and try on your yeah. shirt. Try I'm going to bring shirt. one in and let you try it on. Yeah. And you'll tell me this is the most comfortable shirt okay. I've ever worn. I feel like every dress shirt these days now is I, comfortable. Dude, if it's like, not, I'm not buying it. Like, yeah, and if it's not, like, just take a button or two down and you're fine. Then you're good to go. Nah, if it's not, like, very, very comfortable, I don't want to wear it. I've reached that point where, no, thank you. Anything that's uncomfortable i'm not wearing i think that's fair and i think it's acceptable same thing with t-shirts your t-shirts better be there was a day when you would get dressed and you had to dress to a certain you know acceptance level and you were so uncomfortable like those days i think are i think you're right i think they're gone for good let's check in with matt who's in roselle wants to talk about the chicago bears purchase of the arlington heights property today matt you're on waddle and sylvia miller and for sylvia what's going on man hey guys good evening what's What's up? up So my question is this. The Bears purchased that land. That They own all of that land, correct? Yes. Uh, yes. <clears throat> okay. So are we assuming at this point that the whole outer structure, infrastructure of the stadium has to all be built at the same time? And if it doesn't, why can't the Bears put in place like a, a 15 to 20-year plan and say, we're going to put the stadium up, we're going to make some money, and we're going to continue to build? Because don't you think – that over the course of them being there or shovels in the ground at some point, that there's going to be some people that are going to be interested in wanting to get in that area. I do. Oh, absolutely. Businesses. So, you know, the whole, you know, we need money from the village or whatever, I don't necessarily think that they do. I think they can handle this all by themselves without any other money because I think people are going to be looking to get in there in that situation. I don't don't know – that they'll be looking for anyone's money, but I do believe, as I said earlier, that of this project, uh, you, th- the stadium will be built before everything is done. Like, there will still be things being added yeah. over the course of time. I would assume that the first thing that is completed is going to be the stadium, and then all of the uh, uh, the ancillary stuff in the area will be completed afterwards. Like, I don't think that you're going to have this fabulous hotel setup and all of the other stuff before you have the stadium done. I would think the stadium would be top priority. Yeah, and I'm sure that's my expectation. There may be some things that are going up concurrently. Yes. You know, that do open in a similar, you know, time frame to when the stadium does. But yes, I think they'll be building up that area for yeah, fifteen, twenty plus years easily, um, you know, after they finally do open it. The question is how quickly will they open it? You know, a lot of people are um, you know, mad at us on Twitter because we suggested the idea of a twenty nine or thirty um, 20, 29, 20, 30 opening dates. When was for, that? When, when was the last time any large project was done in an expedited fashion? Not just in the city of Chicago. I mean, still Cook County, but in the state of Illinois. I'm, 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 I'm going to. Know, I don't even know if you have to go to the state of Illinois. Tell me the last construction project that was completed. Someone built a house. You tell me what the. ETA for the time when it's built and the actual time when it does get built. And that's just a house. Yeah. I, I don't, I've, I've rarely met the person Look, who I, built a new house. Yes. Who, who said, well, is, we came in early on, uh, you know, on the I wasn't finish. expecting to move in in, uh, in March, but here we are. Yeah. I'm, I hope that they get it done sooner than expected, but my expectation is, is that it is going to take some time. Let's uh, sneak in, Ed, before we cross talk with Black and Abdallah. What's going on, Ed? Uh, it's Ted, actually. Ted, Ted. Um, that's what I said. But hey, it's all good. Call me what you want. Just call me. My uh, my thought is, and I've heard rumors about this, the Bears are moving to the suburbs. 
There are two markets with two teams, two NFL teams. Why not consider Chicago as a third? There's got to be somebody with deep pockets that could make it happen, move right in there in Soldier Field. Have you guys thought about that? What do you think could happen? I don't believe – I believe the Bears have the ability to stop that. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know that to be 100% true. I'm almost certain it is. But that's my guess is is that the Bears have the capacity, have the power, have the ability through the league office to tell them no. I think it's a 200-mile radius where teams that are in their cities, part of the agreement is that they have right of first refusal. So you would need the approval of the Bears, and I highly doubt you'd have to find – a very lucrative way to make it worth their while, right? And I don't we'll know. figure that out by tomorrow, but I do believe that that is the case. Yeah. So um, more than anything else, I just you know you may want a team in Soldier Field, but here's the other thing: if the Chicago Bears were to allow another team in the NFL to play in the city of Chicago, don't you think they would? Part of it would be, hey, well, come play in Arlington Heights. You can be the second the team. Like the Los Angeles Chargers are the second team to the L.A. Rams well, in L.A. And in New York's the same situation with exactly. the Jets and the Giants. Because you know what the Bears will tell any potential team that wants to move into the Chicago? And I would assume they'd have to be an AFC team. They will tell them, you know what? You're landlocked at Soldier Field. You can only make so much money. And by the way, you don't own the stadium. Come play in Arlington Heights. Well, that's what I was going to say. A, a team that would come to town, if in fact you had a second team, do you believe that they, what they would want to do is... To come to Soldier Field and have that as their stadium? No, that's not. I mean, yeah. even a revised Soldier Field. I yeah. would think that if you're going to buy an NFL franchise, you want to bring in and you want to have more input on what, what building you're going to be in. Uh, I gave you my thoughts on the idea of a new stadium in Arlington Heights. Let's check in with another couple of Bears season ticket holders. Black and Abdallah, cross talk with us next. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. I will say I've never heard the Alabama Crimson Tide say nobody believed uh, believed in us at a championship celebration. No. Saban's more likely to uh, turn the TVs off and do what like Mitch wanted to do. He doesn't want that rat poison. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know who's ranked number one in the country going into Tennessee Alabama. tonight? Alabama. <laughs> Basketball school. Yeah. Bang, Thank bang, you. Go, go Cats. Northwestern. How about hey, that? I, I know you follow Alabama closer than anybody. I do. How big is Bryce Young? How big is Bryce Young? Yeah. He's without cleats or with cleats? No, well, like... When he's he, going to be wearing cleats when he plays, right? Right. So, so yes. <laughs> I, so will the people that, that six, are trying six, to defend he's him. He's probably six feet. And how much does he weigh? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> well, that's why, like, I... Not enough. I'm I would scared say that. To, I would be the, scared to death. I don't think it's going to matter. It's not going to matter. He'll still go one or two overall. No, no, no. I get that. But, like, if I was using the number one overall pick on him, I'd be scared that he wouldn't last not even a year. Yeah, but you can't, like... Again, okay, so if you're an NFL franchise, you can't go to your fans. If you're the Texans or if you're the Colts or if you're anybody in this top three that's not the Bears, right, and you need a quarterback, you can't go to your fans and say, guys, guess He's what? too small. He's too small. We don't like any of these quarterbacks. Next year, 
We really like Caleb Williams out of USC. So bear with us for one more year. Like you can't you can't sell that in the NFL because teams go from worst to first all the time. So you can't sell that. So you have to just take what's available, which is why that number one pick is getting gets more valuable by the day because teams just take quarterbacks. They just do. That's what. But with that pick, the top rated guy, like I get what McShay is saying. He watches more film than 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 most people. He may come to the conclusion that Bryce Young processes things and reads things quicker than anyone. He's a mini Mahomes, is, is mm-hmm. what he's saying to him. That may be well and good. How tall is Drew Brees? Drew Brees six, was probably right at six, six feet, foot, probably yeah. a little okay. more stout. But you're talking about a Hall of Famer. You're, this, now you're talking but about he, a but kid he, that but he is wasn't, coming out of college. But he wasn't until he had all those stats and won a Super Bowl and all well, that Well, that's kind of stuff. true. Like, but again, he was uh, always six feet Drew from the time Brees, he was drafted until he was in a Hall of Famer. But Drew Brees is the exception he, to the rule. He was a Hall of Famer until he wasn't. When he wasn't a Hall of Famer, he wasn't. But now he's now a he's Hall of Famer. Well, like that, he wasn't. That's what Abdallah just tried to say. To I, I, I get tried, it. But, my point but, is, no, is, what is that are you doing? The majority point, he wasn't six, drafted at six five, and then all of a sudden no. shrunk. No, but the point is, is the majority of six foot quarterbacks don't become Drew Brees. Drew Brees is the outlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's my point. Yeah. In, in, so you, you buy in the mini Mahomes that the McShay thrust on Bryce Young today? I, I don't. I mean, the, look, he the different I've, platform throws. I've seen him make a. That's, that's I've seen him make comp. a lot out of nothing. Yeah, no, and I think it's the the the, the ability to throw from different platforms. Watch that the really LSU game McShay. this year. The dude was running for his life against LSU. Well, this is my point. And again, I can understand that evaluation. I'm just telling you, I'm. I would be scared to death to draft him with the first overall pick because I don't. I, I have questions about whether or not he can withstand the the then, pain that'll be take inflicted. Take CJ. That's I wouldn't. I may be more inclined if I had the number or one take pick to Will do Levis. That. No, I don't like any of them. You think? Uh, <laughs> I don't like any of them. Hi, I'm Tom Waddle, no. the president of your franchise. Like We're gonna suck again. I don't like Caleb any of Williams them. or Drake May. Those guys are the truth. You guys are. Young. I didn't say that. You guys are younger than I me, so I, uh-huh. I have to imagine that you guys don't have any pictures of yourselves riding bears at Lincoln Park Zoo the way Jim Irsay does. I have a couple camel pics. Oh, uh, share. I have a couple them. camel I got to find them. They're probably at my mom's, but yeah. I mean, yeah, get those guys guys angry gotta, animals, right? They don't understand. maul you like a bear. No, but you guys got to understand, like, if you go to the uh, Cairo Zoo, if you got enough money, you can pray out to do whatever you want to. <laughs> that's not a good policy. That. You want to feed a lion? That's not a good policy. You can feed a lion. Yeah. See, that's yeah. not a good policy. You want to ride a camel real quick? You want to ride two camels? Have one funny? I still can like differentiate that? a camel from a grizzly bear. I've been in. I've been past the, the gate at a lion's cage. Like, not in the cage, but you know how they have the barrier and then the cage? Like, if the lion wanted to reach out Who and Who pushed grab, you? Huh? Who pushed no you? No one pushed. Oh. You're a greasy dude. He just greased oh, it. Oh, you wanted like, to be there? Oh, like was, my dad was like, "You want to get in there?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> you want like, to get in there? Yeah. Yeah, I want to get yeah, in there. Get Would in you there. want to get in there today? Yeah. I want to pet the cat. Yeah, run with the lions. Yeah, Meow. not today. Meow. Listen, my dad's name is Mustafa. I was like, you know how this ends? You've seen the Lion King. This Long lion might kill ago, you. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, we gotta go. We got. We gotta go. You gotta break. We gotta break on time. Do you? No, we do. We're we'll trying to help yeah. you out. Yeah. We're trying to help yeah. you guys out. Yeah. we got to break on time. Coming up next. Yeah, we'll be back. Oh, boy. Five minutes.